very good very good welcome remember success is the journey as we journey today we're going to talk about a great subject i found some great information i was doing some reading and i think you're going to really love this my objective always is to add value give you some nuggets some good stuff that will help you to grow in yourself so that you can be more confident and share with others as well today's topic discipline capacity i was in the chapter on discipline oh there was so much great stuff on discipline in this book we're going to hit some of the highlights because it's just so much of it you know it talks about the thing i always talk about uh if i can put the book aside for a minute to to to, to uh, say this and that is the thing that we always talk about is yeah thing we always talk about is that distance or the difference between what's said and what's done and i'm going to get more into that one of the as a matter of fact one of the quotes from gandhi was the difference between what we do and what we are capable of doing would suffice to solve most of the world's problems so why is there such a difference between what we do and what we are capable of doing what would make up that difference and close the gap he talks about it can't be talent it's not time and after years of reflection, he, he landed on the idea that the whole thing has to do with discipline. So when we talk discipline, we have to remember that you, or we, you have to remember, you are the boss. Listen to this about highly successful, successful people. Successful people are highly disciplined in doing their most important work. They are self-disciplined. They guide and encourage themselves to do the work they ought to do, not just the things they want to do that makes them, that takes them, that's what takes them from average to good and from good to great. And that's why the rewards in the world are usually reserved for those who are willing to do what the majority of people are unwilling to do. I love, okay, so on that note, I go back to the, the one of the, um, uh, the uh, phrases on my wall. Successful people do the things unsuccessful people are not willing to do. Not because they like to do them either, but because they know it will bring them the results that they want. That's a biggie. So Mark Ty Tyrell describes self-discipline. He says, over the years, I have come to see self-discipline as the invisible magic. You can't taste, you can't see, taste, or smell it, but its effects are huge. It can transform fat into slim, sag into buff, uninformed into expert, poor into rich, misery into happiness. It's the submerged pot of the iceberg others don't see when they see your genius 
it goes on to talk about the difference between athletes and musicians and how when we see the athlete in his in his uh, in his in his matches we see the athlete just a small portion of the time which is kind of like the offspring of all the discipline you had to go in to get him prepared for that one position the musician that one piece that one two hour performance we don't see the many hours the early mornings the late nights that they spent taking it and playing that one piece over and over and over again until they had it just right to the point where they knew every little nuance of that. You just don't see it. So how do you grow discipline? Discipline. It says, and I quote again, everything worthwhile is uphill. And I think the, the crux of discipline is to really know what's important. You see, one of the things it talks about and let's see if it talks about it here. If not, I'm going to mention it. Uh, Stephen Covey had a quote here. It says, many people simply conclude that they are not disciplined enough. My response to that idea is that it's usually not a discipline problem at all. The problem more often that the person has not yet sufficiently paid the price to get very clear about what matters most to them. Once you have a burning yes, inside you about what's truly important, it's very easy to say no to the unimportant. Um, and I, and there's another part coming up here that uh, really was great. But then he talks about excuses. Get rid of the excuses. It said, if discipline is the highway, Excuses are all the exits along the way. And we all get them. We all have those excuses that kind of knock us off. They have a few here that they put in here. I'll start after the new year. My spouse won't let me do it. I'll do it when I finish school. I'll start when the weather gets better. I'll do it after my birthday. I'll do it tomorrow. I'm too heavy. I'll do it after I lose some weight. I'm too old. Are you planning on getting un younger? I'm too inexperienced. I'm too afraid. I'm too tired, and I don't know how to start. So here's the question to you. How do you know something is an excuse? Well, ask yourself, would it stop me from doing something I'd love to do? If it wouldn't, it's an excuse, so you get rid of it. In other words, you know, you're tired. You know, you're at work, you're tired. You say, oh, I just want to I just wanna go home and sleep. You get home and realize it's Thursday night, bowling night. All of a sudden, you perk up and carry that heavy ball, and you run it down the, down the lane 15 or 20 times, after you just got through an hour earlier saying how exhausted you were. You see, it's not a matter of it being a question of something that, uh, an excuse. It's a matter of saying to ourselves, if this was something I really wanted to do, would I do it? And if it is, let's face it, you've got it as an excuse. 
and that is a reason. Um, hey, don't let the distractions distract you. That's a big one, and there's lots of them. I always, as a matter of fact, it, it, it's in here in a different way, but I always like to talk about that 80-20 rule. The, the Pareto principle is what they call it, but think about it. If we focus, whatever it is, if we're at work, there's a certain 20% of what we do that makes a tremendous difference over all the other 80%. What we have to do on a daily basis is search and find what you have to do is search and find that 20% of what you do. And then that's you've got to begin to change your schedule and focus on just doing that 20%. And your most effective time slot, the time that you're most effective. And, and, and do your best to continue to squeeze out and put on the fringes those things that really don't give you much bang for the buck, so to speak. If you do those bang for the buck things, they're normally the tougher and normally the higher things. But here's the thing. We as people are such strong characters that as we can begin to, to dig in and just begin to focus on those, those things that give us the biggest bang for our buck, we begin to develop what we call uh, uh, cells of recognition within our brain. And as we do that, those, those tough tasks that are so powerful and impactful tend to start get easier and easier. And then as, and, and you become more and more effective to a point where you start to realize that you can really delegate or there are other people around that can actually take care of those other things, those peripheral things that really don't have as big an impact as those real impactful things that they hired you for in the first place. So what we have to do is eliminate those distractions by focusing on what's important. But how do you know and what's going to drive you to do that? That's why it's important to get those goals and those dreams and those purposes out in front and then put time limits on them because and keep them in front of you. It's not, I used to do this too. You know, you write them down, you get them in a nice little notebook, and then you put that notebook aside and you don't look at it anymore. What good is it? It's goals and purpose are living, breathing organisms that should that should always be at the forefront of our mind forcing us to evaluate everything through that perspective. If you do that, then the decisions that you have to make become a lot simpler because you realize, is it bringing me towards my purpose, towards my goal? If it's not, then the decision's easy. I'd love to, but I just can't. I need to do this. I need to do that. And you stay focused on what really counts. I noticed that particularly in school, if you focus and you know what the end goal is, like even on a weekend, you want to complete a project and you begin it, that's the toughest time. But, but what's going to get you to keep, to stay in that, in that realm 
is thinking of the outcome, the end result. Stephen Covey talks about think uh, work with the end in mind. Think about what you're trying to achieve and knowing that this is the ideal time. I used to hate that. Always wish for the time to do something. And when you had the time, you didn't use it. Then after the time, you think back thinking, you know, I could have used that time to achieve what I wanted to achieve. But here I am at this point now in the future, and I don't get it done. Why? As I started to learn to think of that goal, that end goal, as I go into the weekend, then I'm I'm looking at what I want to accomplish. So then I stay on task. I stay focused on it, even if it's a tough and not so glamorous thing to do. But to stay on task, stay there focused so that you get it done. Then when you look back at that time in the future, you feel confident and you feel you feel a little bit more completed because you did what you had set out to do. You use that time like you anticipated you wanted to do it. Very critical stuff. Yeah, so um, 80-20 rule and then looking ahead and making sure you keep the goal and what you're trying to accomplish in front of you. Put time limits on it. Otherwise, you'll procrastinate as well because, you know, I've always got more time and you really don't. So Stephen Covey, one more note. It goes like this. If you spend all of your time on highly productive tasks, by the end of the day, you will have crowded out all the unproductive activities that might have distracted you from your real work. On the other hand, if you spend your time on low-value activities, those low-value activities will crowd out the time that you need to complete the task that can make all the difference in your life. And the key to this attitude to a time in personal management is always self-discipline. So there you have it. He just summed up what I was just saying. Crowding out those low-value tasks, focusing in on those high-value tasks that give you the highest bang for your buck. Even in a social media game, it's the same thing. Focusing on those high-value tasks that need to be done and then Maybe, maybe just getting to those or crowding out those low value tasks because really they, they don't do much for you. And we all do it. And you know, it's easy. Let's do it for example email. Email's a big one. I'm learning because I'm not quite there yet to, to take my mind and not and have a task that needs to be completed before I read emails in the morning. Because what happens is you get into the office and the first thing, you, the, the first inclination to you is you want to read email. But really, if there's a task that if you're in early and you, there's a task that you want to focus on, focus on that task. It's probably in that 20% zone. It's going to make the world a difference. So then, you know, a half hour into the day, then take up those emails. And find out, you know, all the, the all the uh, emergency, quote unquote, emergencies that need to be done, and attack them then. But you'll attack them in a different mind, knowing that you've accomplished a big, one of those big uh, objectives in the beginning. So you're not thinking about, you know, I got to do these low 
sort of like low-hanging fruit stuff when I should be eating those juicy apples at the top so that it makes the biggest difference. Then it just talks about be aware of the time. Those are the those are the impactful things that I just wanted to share with you tonight. It, it, because those are the things that, you know, they start talking about discipline. Those are the things in my mind that I deal with, just like you, all the time, is that fight between that 80 20% and focusing on that 20% and not letting that other 80% consume your time. And, and, and learning to stay there. Those who are the most successful have effectively realized, that's why John Maxwell talks about the, the five things you do every day, those five impactful things that make all the difference. And you have to fight to stay in that and in in, in those things, get those things and do those things. Write them down and then check them off as you do them. But get them done, just fight for it. Life is a fight for, for uh, territory, as uh, Paul Martinelli says. Life is a fight for territory. you got to fight for what you want because those distractions are going to come. And they're going to try and drown out your time. And if you don't, if you're not aware, which I'm making you aware here, then uh, you'll let them. So don't let them. And um, it's been great. So discipline was, uh, was our subject. And, um, yeah, probably the biggest note is uh, determining, like I had mentioned, how do you determine if something's an excuse or not? You have to ask yourself if it was something you really wanted to do, would you be too, too, too tired to do it? No, you go ahead and do it. You know, if, if you were going to play basketball, you were going to get that swim in. If that was what your objective was, would you do it? Yes, you would, because you love that. But these are the things that make the difference. So you've got to you've got to discipline yourself to do them. And that's my note for tonight. It's been great. Till next time. Remember success. It's not a destination, it's a journey. And we're on it together. And thank you. I appreciate your time. Oh, one note. Um, I'm gonna post in there one more time my book. Um, if you want to pick up a copy, it's only like seven, eight dollars. Um Getting rid of the nine-to-five mindset and um, earning and learning how to earn a five-figure monthly income. Thank you. Talk to you later.